0: The other side of it as well, I suppose, is that people think, you know, it's a total loss of dignity and I don't want my son, my uncle or my dad, you know, he, God, he was such a proud man. He'd be mortified to think people, you know, to think he's losing losing his mind or forgetting people's names. But in reality, you know, it's not just about raising awareness of what dementia is like and how the fact that, you know, this isn't something, this isn't their choice. This is a condition that's, you know, is being obviously the disease being put upon them. But what I, a part of the awareness that I want to raise, especially coming from a running background, is people don't realize that there's so many things you can do to lower the chances
1: of dementia, getting dementia. That, my friend, is Matthew Collins. And this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. Hey everyone, hope you're coming out of your winter training feeling good and strong. My name's Robbie Marsh and I'm your host, so welcome to the podcast. We've got another superb episode this week. Matthew and I break down Boston 2018, which was a race that will be forever stuck in the memory of many runners. We discuss the advantages of taking on a coach and we attempt to break down the stigma and bring a bit of awareness around dementia, where Matthew is attempting to run a world record in London next month, dressed as the fastest post box to complete a marathon. Before we start, this episode is sponsored by a new race on the scene, the Dublin Mountain Marathon which is being run by the infamous Don Hannon from Raw Ultra. If the Wicklow way is anything to go by, this race is worth checking out. It's being held on the 11th of May, there's both a half and full option, I'm hoping to complete in the latter, but if not, the half will be equally as enjoyable. I also want to give a plug to Leafy Greens in Warren Point County Down. I'm not being sponsored by Tony, the owner, in any way, form, but this authentic plant-based cafe is absolutely awesome. I'm hooked having eaten there twice last week. It promotes good well-being, the food, looks, tastes, smells, absolutely sublime. So make sure you cool down. It's worth driving down and checking it out. You can catch Leafy Greens on their Facebook page if you want to find out exactly where it's at. Why not go down and support this real positive energy? Without further delay, I give you Matthew Collins. Yeah, so our pass must have never crossed then. Boston, 2018. That's it, yeah.
0: Must have, must have. have. Um, I mean, to say that, I, I can barely remember the run, never mind the, uh, the people in the run.
1: Where did you stay when you were over there? Oh, we stayed in an Airbnb.
0: So we decided to make a bit of a, ho- a holiday out of it. Me and my, was she my wife? She, I think she was my wife at the time. She was my wife because I actually spent our wedding morning and um, no, the day before our wedding I got the slot to enter Boston, you know, the, the year whatever time. So we were sitting there the day it's before the wedding it. and I was like, Yeah yeah, Lisa I'll be there, soon I'll be there soon, like you know, entering entering. But she's like, What are you doing? Like, nothing, 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 no, no. <laughs> I'm not entering Boston as <laughs> where. And then like that night I was like, Yes, this is the goodest day of my life <laughs> she's Like, no, tomorrow's the goodest day of my life <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah sure, yeah <laughs> We stayed in an Airbnb, sorry, for a week, um, just at Coolidge Corner. Okay. So we actually actually run you run past it in the last few miles, and oh, wow. it's sort of where the trams are, and you're kind of running downhill, and you can see the uh, the what do you call the big the big sign everyone talks about? Well, they say you can see it, but I don't think you could see much that day. Yeah. And it was horrendous. It was awful. It was awful, and I think I mean I I don't know if I've ever experienced hypothermia, but mm. if, if if it ever was, it could have been that day.
1: I remember there was eighty eight people took off. Course with yeah. hypothermia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget. Like I remember at the finish line, they give you a really good, obviously mm-hmm. cover, and I had to walk to the hotel. And it's about a mile from the finish line, yes, yeah. and I was walking, th- and I mean, I was shivering like, same, same. and I just got with, level, I sure. just got a six star as well, yeah, which yes. I didn't give a shit about. I was just like, I need to get back to this hotel. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I remember stopping underneath a bridge, like hundred yards from the hotel. I could see the hotel there, and I stopped. It was that heavy. There was something in my head of saying yeah. don't go out no you have to go out you're gonna die if you stay underneath this bridge. It really was that extreme. Body find with a six star medal shaking yeah. <laughs> clasping the medal. At least he got his medal. What was his time? Shit delete his time. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. don't yeah. save So tell me about that day, 2018, right? Yeah. Um so you stayed in the Airbnb. Yeah. I haven't had anybody yet on talking about Boston so yeah. I really want to sort of strip that back, because the morning, even looking out the window, yeah. well actually even the day before that, mm. so if you can think back to that, because we went to the park run, what day was the race on? It was a Sunday, was it? No, a Monday Sunday? of course, Monday. Okay, so Saturday we
0: went to actual an actual park run. Okay, yes, very good, I, I saw that pop up, actually I think I might have saw you on Facebook or whatever going to it, and another guy who I know who runs with Rahini, Rob Fruin, he went to it as well. Oh, there was a huge crowd Yeah, I
1: thought that was great. Because the weather was phenomenal. It was. Like, it was, I don't know what it was, like 16, 17 degrees, there wasn't a wind, and great energy around the park. Yeah, yeah. And there was also, I think, a 10K on, wasn't there in the
0: centre that day, Boston. Um, But I remember just, you know, I'm I'm a mad one for just refreshing the weather. Like, I start to, you know, part of my routine is, right, check the weather for the day, you know, whether it's making excuses earlier, just trying to get yourself prepared. And I was just, you know, watching the TV, you know, falling asleep in the Airbnb with the weather channel on, just hearing about this absolutely ridiculous weather. And, um, you know, the um, they have a special word for it in Boston. I can't remember, some sort of, you know, we call it the beast from the east. And it was, uh, you know, a Northeaster, or I think they called it. And it was just this, it got colder the night before. I remember being, you know, normally the, the morning before a marathon, I'm sure you're the same, You're just waking up, waking up, waking up, waking up, thinking you're going to miss your run. And it was the noise of the wind and the rain on the window (laughs) that got me up. And then it was getting up. I knew knew my route, of course, planned it, you know, well in advance, thought, right, this is it. Find my way to the tram, you know, whatever, whatever ridiculous time that was, quarter past five in the morning. Tram into town. It actually wasn't raining too bad at this point. I was. I had sheet plastic sheets on the clothes. Mm. Getting I was. I was in denial. I was like, mm. "You always hear
1: this in the weather forecast. Look how nice yeah. it is. There's no way it's gonna become that." Well, yeah. And then it was all the conversation was around wind direction. Then okay, then That's, so the wind's gonna come, yes. but what direction is it? And I remember sitting in the lobby of the hotel, and we were looking at the weather, and we, on this um, laptop, and we were moving yeah. it around to see can we make the wind go the direction we want it to. <laughs> Sort of praying that it was yeah, gonna no. come behind us because it was behind us. It was gonna be a winner. I He wouldn't have cared about the rain. It, was, it. was right in our faces. Like. It was
0: it was and it was almost like you know when you tell this to people and like some people say like oh couldn't it have been too bad or at least you had it on the way home. And you're like no no <laughs> yeah. Boston is you know that that it was literally the perfect storm where you you run one direction and if you run with the wind behind you you're sailing home and if you run with the with, the, with in towards your face. It was just, it was just hell, like, and it was minus one, got
1: on the bus, got to the... Because cause even the buses, though, because yeah. you're waiting and queuing on the buses, mm-hmm. aren't you? Yeah. We've seen people walking past with bags on their shoes, and we were laughing at them. Yeah. <laughs> like, fool us. Yeah, That's it. And we have this sort of thing where it's like, you know, whether it's, you know,
0: European, UK, Irish, you go, <laughs> I'm from Ireland, I know how to deal with rain. <laughs> yeah, don't be rain. I don't, don't You almost start priding yourself on these things. Because it was was a brave cue to the bus, like. It It was. We were there I don't know how long. It it was an ordeal getting on the buses, get on the bus
1: and then it was a good hour, was it? Yeah, even the drive because the rain really started coming down then. Yeah. And I was trying to look out the window. Didn't know how the bus driver was driving. But I mean, it's not rain. It is torrential, isn't it? Yes. Can good. you remember the bus journey? I can, I can. This is great.
0: I feel like I'm in a counselling session.
1: <laughs> I got back
0: from the, the bus and everyone was like, "I was not like, you don't know. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, you know? You're just like, listen, I don't want to talk about it, you know? It'll come out in a counselling session in years to come. The bus, the bus was very heavy. You were trying to be upbeat. You are trying to be friendly. Yeah. You are surrounded <clears throat> great by Americans who were so upbeat and... You know, some of them were you know, just saying oh look it's just, we're just going to have fun but I had trains and I had obviously thought right this is it this, I'm going to get once in a great, lifetime for us yeah, coming over to Boston yeah yeah going to get a great PB you know Boston and it was kind of getting frustrated then just thinking oh I'm not going to get this I'm not going to get a PB I'm not going to get what I trained for I'm going to have to make excuses when I got back home <laughs> you know and and like it, very much still going for that P V did I think you know ruin a bit of an experience that I could have enjoyed it a bit more maybe been a yeah. bit more upbeat, um so
1: but then of course we arrived at the at the that's the, it. So the you Glastonbury arrived, style you, you couldn't describe it better it's the same no. word I had in my tongue Glastonbury mm, yeah and but <laughs> <And laughs> you're wishing you had bags in your feet then that's what I was gonna say <laughs> so we, when we arrived there and it was, I don't know how long I before, maybe it was 40 minutes or an hour before, mm. actually. So, already, there was a lot of rain had come down, okay. those clothes were wet. Yeah. And as you yeah. mentioned, there, all of a sudden, I was standing and I was like, I'm not going to the toilet because no. there's a big square patch of yeah. field with all the toilets, and it was the yeah. worst setup I've ever seen in yeah. my life. And I stood there, I am not going to the toilet until the point came I had yeah. to go to the toilet. And then a brand new adventure yeah. arose. I was not expecting, and that was trying to get to the cubicle. And you're
0: the, and you're such a you know you're such a fragile eh, like you know <laughs> prima donna before a marathon. You're like don't touch me, don't look at me, don't get in the way of my pre pre race vibes. Don't you know? And then you find yourself like Bambi going across the mud. Yeah. And I, I was the opposite. I, I got there like maybe two hours, two and a half hours before. Cause wow. That's just me. And I was the opposite. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to the toilets and. I'm not very proud of myself, but I got into the toilet and went, I'm going to stay here. going to yeah. stay in the toilets. I don't care. I don't
1: care about the queue. It's the only dry place. I mean, I say dry. It was just... But you know, to be fair, I did that as well. You know, <laughs> when I got to the toilets and I actually got in and it was one of those, do I really need to go to a toilet? school? Like yeah. three two minutes gone. I spent 10 minutes in that toilet listening to the rain yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. this is harmony in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: it's funny, you know, like, again... You must see this so much, but there's so often, like the pre- a pre-race toilet or a mid-race toilet, it's such a surreal, you know, you have such a little moment with yourself. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's almost like a, you know, sometimes you find yourself in a toilet in pre-race and you go, this is weird. Like, it, it's almost you catch up with yourself all of a sudden yeah. and you go, I remember thinking in, in the toilets before Boston, I am so far away from home. <laughs> I'm 26.2 miles away from anyone I know or love. I have literally no way, nowhere to go, but through this run. I'm like I'm, you know, the further, most isolated I've ever been in my life right now. (laughs) Similar to uh, another anecdote they say about Michael Collins, the astronaut in space, as the the other guys went to the moon. Like he was the (laughs) furthest from any human in the history of the world because he was so far away from those guys. I was thinking, yep, this is me. (laughs) I'm in a toilet, a cold, wet, muddy toilet in a field in a somewhere I don't know in Boston. It's, absolute, it's minus one from shaking and I haven't even run the marathon yet. <laughs>
1: but, but that cubicle area was horrendous. It though. was it was just it one was, big massive swamp. It was really. a swamp. It was just
0: terrible and you know, you were you had these calls going out which were hard to hear to shuffle shuffle your way to the, the start line and getting yourself psyched up and it was it was it was such a surreal experience. And then the national anthem and
1: all that it was, I remember going up um, at that stage, I'd lost all my friends. Yeah. We didn't care about friends at that stage. No, it was wherever, wherever you can themself. get a drive. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> and there was this um, bunch of women. And I stood with them. Mm. And okay. I, think I think the youngest woman was about 55. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I hope you don't mind. Yeah. But I had this little canopy cover. They were all holding oh, up. Oh, right. Okay. So you were just... And I was a real wuss just standing friends. with them. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. yeah, yeah. laughs> I was thinking to myself, you know, are they going to let us go here or not? Mm. Yeah. Um. Cause I was running about three thirty, so ten. Okay. Or are they just gonna let us? Are they gonna let us go, or are we gonna have to wait until our turn? Cause it was getting horrendous. Yeah, and the standing around was making it worse. Yeah. Did you wear any? Were you in your race kit at that stage, or like? I'm very,
0: like you said about you know you're in denial. I'm I'm someone that you know I do a lot of running, and especially in the winter time, you know around here on the Morns, the Forest Park races, mm-hmm. you know maybe the Born to Run mm-hmm. type of stuff or the. You know, a lot of sort of trail, forest park runs. And I one thing I always remember about that is, you know, I always overdress. So my advice to myself is you'd be fine in the singlet, maybe some gloves to throw away. Mm-hmm. That's always enough for me. I get quite warm and quite comfortable. So I had my I had I, pro- I went to the front line. To um, the front line. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That was uh, the old war memory. I went to the start line, you know, in a long, actually a short sleeve with my singlet on over the top, thinking I was going to remove the singlet. My gloves on, even a hat on, which I thought, like, I'll just throw the hat away because even hats I couldn't wear mm. for that long. And it just, I just couldn't bring myself to take it off. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I remember the hat thinking, right, the hat's weird, it's weird to think for me to run in, in a race, but I'll wear it. I remember thinking at one point running and just being distracted by the water pouring off the sides of my hat, you know, in some sort <laughs> of waterfall, and thinking, right, that's too distracting, I'll put it on backwards, which is again, strange thing for me to put it on backwards. <laughs> And then I couldn't see. I was my face was going red, and the rain was hitting off it. And I think I have to put it back the other way. And just just so heavy. Yeah, so heavy.
1: I remember walking to the front line, as you mm. say, as well. <laughs> the trenches. We just actually just arrived at it. There was no. We were walking with the crowd. Yeah. And I, I just actually shouted. By that time, I met the group of friends it was with, and I was like, "Whoa!" And they were like, "What?" I goes, "Here's the starting line." <laughs> it literally was that. There was this yeah, line. I was yeah, like, yeah. and there was nobody really there because it was just but right. Everybody just go. Everybody okay, just go at yeah, that stage. Right, right. And um, so we stood there and some people stripped off the mm. clothes because we'd bought like jogging clothes the yes. night before. Didn't say any target. Yeah, to throw away. And I was like, I'm going to hold these on for a wee while. And I was thinking it was like a mile and a half into it and we were coming up this little bit of a hill. Mm. There is a little bit of a hill there, even though it was all downhill at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And um, somebody had this Rocky music playing in the garden. It was a theme tune to Rocky and I was coming with this grey joggers on. Yeah. <laughs> in this torrential rain like and it was just like in the state. it was such a yeah. surreal moment I yeah. thought Jesus, this has to come off yeah. I need to get some normality you back bring, into this get yourself but I yeah. just had a running signal on and a, mm. a pair of shorts on that was it wow and away we went but I remember stopping at one point literally stopping because I could not see the yeah. rain was that heavy it was, it was. just like I turned around to these people that um, were out sporting which was fair pay to them I was yes are you effing joking me seriously are you effing joking me is this it is this what I've come for it was almost unbelievable like yeah like it was and it was I remember running down
0: and like as I mentioned earlier it it was the the coldness you know I had gloves on and I was you know my arms were so red and so wet that I would try and at one point I went to try and rub them but I realised that as I was rubbing them I couldn't feel my arm or my hand in my glove so I was just looking at my arm (laughs) Rubbing it, looking like some sort of, you know, I was look, looking like I was watching someone else rubbing someone else's arm. Going, mm, this is worrying. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making this worse or better. And then just getting a little bit, little bit round this sort of halfway mark, thinking, yeah, I better drop off this pace that I'm doing, you know, and take it back a little bit. Feeling a little bit woozy. Of course, having the problem trying to open a gel, you yeah. know, just thinking, like, what am I doing? And um, getting colder, wetter occasionally laughing you know you know it'd be moments you'd be running and you just think Oh, people would come past you and they'd just be sort of randomly cursing and swearing you know and you go yep yeah, totally get that and then you had a lot of guys military guys doing their miles weren't they they were doing yeah. you know, 13th mile 14th mile and kind of getting a bit of perspective going like god you know you know if they can walk this through this i can finish this but still just feeling
1: like this is never going to end um it was just so unusual, though, seeing everybody, because mm. everybody had all of these, like, rain covers on. They yeah. we weren't taking them off. No, no, no. And it was just like... I was going to say return of the living day, but it wasn't as bad as that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it was just unusual for a marathon um, to be part of that. Mm. And it was miserable. Like, I found it miserable, Yeah. was my experience in it. It now, was miserable. It was my last um, major, so I actually hadn't mm. put the effort into training because I didn't want to have the pressure all yeah. that, if you can understand no, that. I just wanted, wanted to go to and enjoy hopefully it. Hopefully, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy Boston, like, but I wasn't getting that, like, at all. No, no, I mean,
0: not a lot. I'm sure it wasn't the year before, it was in 2017, like, a record high. It was 32, <laughs> 33 degrees or something, you know. And then just like, going to Boston, worrying that you were going to be stuck in 32 degrees, you know, and then you get back, and I think London was the following week, of course. It and the hottest. it was the, one of the hottest. And people saying, oh, you know, which would you prefer? I mean, I don't know. I still haven't really raced or ran yeah. a really, really hot marathon, but I suppose at least you can hydrate in a hot marathon and you can, you know, have something light on. And yes, as long as you're taking the sugars and keep hydrating,
1: you should technically be all right. Um, but I, I find I adapt well to the cold. So yeah. even at that, it didn't really bother me that much, although like my legs took cramp. Well, by the sounds of it, you did if you were in a singlet and the shorts. I mean. Yeah, so people were going, to "Me, you crazy Irishman man!" Yeah. So there was an, I actually wore an island one for the first oh, time. Okay, cool, cool. And because it was Boston, obviously, yeah, I thought yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, play yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it really anybody going to Boston make from Ireland make sure even if you're not from Ireland wear an island. Yes, singlet absolutely. Um, because make yourself. Everybody on. in Boston's from Ireland. Yeah, but the sports were great, weren't they? They were. Considering
0: the. They were of course and. And then you know they had that um, the college and you know, the college girls and they were even out there screaming, kissing, and yeah. I just remember, I remember running past them, kind of just having a little laugh to myself, thinking like they must be absolutely miserable. Not only they in the rain, but they're standing there kissing all these like freezing, wet, cold runners. So
1: for those who don't know, there is a, a girls' college uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's famous for years and years yeah. and years. The yeah. kissing college girls come that, out. That's it, Jenny. And there's a line. They are screaming. Hmm. And I, it's the one part of the race, for some reason, I felt, okay. <laughs> you're like, better look, better,
0: you know, you're, you're yeah. brushing the, you know, the blood and sweat from your from your eyebrow going, oh, better look my best as I pass them.
1: <laughs> and I, w- I was actually confused running past them. I'm yeah. like, am I meant to kiss them? Hold on, I'm over 40 years old. Should I kiss them? And then some old guy, Japanese guy, yeah, yeah. he must have been about 80 coming over, he must have kissed about 20 of these <laughs> college girls. <laughs> it went in Rome. But yeah. yeah. But it was about... It's about quarter of a mile. I don't know how long it is, and of, you can hear it for about half a mile And the they time. are screaming like all these yeah. signs, "Kiss me," you know. Yeah,
0: it's like some sort of you know football match or something. You can hear them from so far away screaming, and to be there, I think that I think they're very proud of their what you know the, the sort of the culture that they bring mm. to that part of the marathon. It's almost supposed to be a competitive thing for them now to be there and support everyone, and it was it was very very good, and it was it was like you say like. I mean the day was just appalling, and to have the people there or the people on the other parts of the course throughout the whole race was just phenomenal. You know, what did you think about the course itself? Then I think um, the course itself. I suppose you you hear about Boston. You know, I suppose any runner that runs marathons obviously knows Boston. And I think when you look into it a little bit, you kind of get the impression that it's quite a you know it's got quite a lot of downhill, and it's 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 a it's a PB sort of course, but after doing Mm. it I would I would actually say it's not like that at all I remember comparing it to Dublin um, this year and it's only maybe 10 or 20 feet less elevation um, than Dublin and no not at all and of course the first half is definitely you know you have a a relatively downhill gradient but that's Heartbreak Hill that approaches Mm. it, you know it
1: really you know it's not just called Heartbreak Hill because it's 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 not it's not a steep hill though is it I think I think the danger is the six miles downhill. Yeah. It's a technical race, and you have to yeah, use your yeah, head, don't you? Yeah. Because if you just go out those fifteen seconds quicker. Yeah. And I did. I, for some reason, I decided to go thirty seconds quicker. I was out <laughs> to enjoy myself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And because I haven't trained well for it, it still was a slow start in my mm. head. Yeah. But it's not what I had trained. No, no. <laughs> and, like, you can really. You know, throw it all out bag those first six miles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And. Mm-hmm. Even though Heartbreak Hill, it's a long hill. Yeah, that's the thing about it, isn't it? Yeah, like it it's is long a hill.
0: and don't they say there's three sections of hills? You know they come, mm-hmm. you know, relatively soon after each other, and it is a long hill. Of course, the wet, the wind and the rain, and you know, a bit like Dublin. You know, sometimes you're run, you're running up it, and you're almost not even realizing it's the beginning of the hill, yeah. except for the fact that every single person within a mile radius is making is letting you know that it's a hill, <laughs> yeah. and it's like stop telling me it's a hill, stop telling me it's a hill. Like in Dublin, when you approach, you know, the heartbreak hill, you're like, you wouldn't, you could almost get away with not knowing it's a hill, apart yeah. from the fact there's a big thing saying, you're on a hill, get over it. So, <laughs> you know, you're over the hill. It's like, all right, stop, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to constantly, the whole point of this, Marilyn, to trick myself that it's not as bad as I think it is. And then, of course, I mean, I remember thinking, this is you know, it's so, America that it's so American to run up that hill and there was just like tents of sponsors trying to hand you, you know, gels or salt-based drinks. And I'm just thinking, like you know, <laughs> such an American thing to go. Okay, I might try a new salt based <laughs> drink. You know, twenty miles
1: into a marathon. Yeah. Oh, Why What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> I actually remember halfway up there was um, one of the tents, mm. and I went into it because my leg was cramping. Yeah. And it was a mess. It looked like a moat. Not a. Oh yeah, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. was just bodies shaking, like and they all had yeah, foil over yeah. them all. And I was like, geez. and because in. America they take no risks mm. obviously and they think you're in any danger at all yeah. they're pulling you off. Yeah. About four people just lunged at me <laughs> right. and I just screamed nobody come near me do <laughs> yes. not come near me yes Talk I've got you. cramp
0: and I'm disqualified that's it
1: <laughs> somebody rubs something in my friggin leg and yeah. I'm out of here yeah, yeah, yeah. but a couple of, no 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 you need to sit down I'm all sitting down yeah just give me the cramp and give me some of the biscuits and I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> and it really was. it's like the worst
0: robbery ever <laughs> yeah it really give was. Your biscuits. Give me the cramp. <laughs> yeah. And no one's gonna get hurt.
1: <laughs> but it was it was pretty much like that. They did actually give me the stuff. It was in the bag too, which I didn't use. Um the stuff that you rub into your electrical and I just totally eliminated the cramp. Oh, I really? Thought, Shit. Yeah. Why did I not have that? Six smiles back.
0: I still have that sitting at home in my yeah. running box of, of, of tricks, you know, just the thing you think, um this yeah that probably won't work. I don't need that, it's fine. Yeah, but you
1: were sure. on you were on for a good time then, so obviously it was difficult conditions. You knew you weren't going to get exactly what you wanted yeah. to. Um, but there was... You could drop back slightly and think about mm. sub three is saving, the, saving yeah, the game here. that's it. So, so Talk me through that. Because like, you said a halfway point there. You sort of... It, was, it hmm. was. So halfway point, I was sort of bang on target
0: in terms of, you know, I'd done... So the goal was sub two hours 50. And I had done, you know, 124, 58 or whatever. Um, approaching halfway and I just you know you just, I just knew myself that knowing what was ahead that I wasn't going to be able to do that again you know so I thought to myself right you know obviously did a lot of training I'm going to keep pushing on keep pushing on but I am going to realise that this is a bit of a freak situation I'm going to push on but you know it's amazing a minute or two minutes slowing down and accepting that you're slowing yeah. down how much you can sort of you know that pace dropping back a little bit make you know such a difference in trying to you know mentally you know work out where I am maybe enjoy it a little bit more but I actually remember looking at my watch shortly after halfway and thinking like I don't know what these numbers mean you know Mm. I can't my pace I'm not even I can't even remember the pace I'm supposed to be doing it's because your head was frozen it was it was (laughs) I was was frozen I was shaking I I mean it was nothing to do with nutrition or anything like that that was fine you know at at that early point I wasn't suffering it was just maybe a little bit of you know Whatever comes before hypothermia was kicking in, maybe, um, as I was trying to warm myself up. As I passed then the Heartbreak Hill, I remember coming down to Coolidge Corner, where my wife and actually my parents had flown over as well to see me, Brilliant. which was great. And I knew they were there, they were going to be hanging thereabouts. And of course, you get that thing then, you know, where, which is great in a marathon, where you think, right, I'm going to stop worrying about myself because I don't want to look a total wreck as soon as I pass them and I want to make sure they see me you know? so you kind of have that it's like the responsibility that you have I'm sure it's the same you know, to yeah. kids as well where I don't want to look like I'm about to collapse because <laughs> then they'll be worrying you know? so I want to run past the strongest I've ever, look, you know, ever looked um, so I remember running past them and them seeing me they look absolutely miserable and drenched and then running past that and then actually getting quite emotional at that point you know, with a mile or two miles to go running down over the bridge and um, I the, mean the roads were flooded at that stage they were they? yeah they were and I remember the first moment I knew this is it you know I have got. I was on for about 2.53 at that point and I ended up 2.53.07 and the first point thinking you know remembering I was in the Boston Marathon win which I know you've you've done all the six you've probably seen lots of this but the blue lines on the yeah. road thinking like oh blue lines I see them on TV this is what this is where the marathoners follow. This is what the, the elites follow. I've not positions. I have not seen the blue line yet. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. While well, they were there, I saw the blue lines, thought this is it. I remember thinking, those blue lines, apparently they're the best line to follow, you know. <laughs> apparently they get what the elites do. They follow the blue lines. So I better follow the blue lines, you know, thinking I'm gonna, you know, suddenly take thirty minutes off my time. Coming down and then of course you know you have the right and then the left on the Boston, and just thinking like running down, just running down that road. It's quite emotional at that point. I don't know about yourself, but yeah. you know, A, you're finishing a marathon. B, you're finishing the Boston marathon. C, you suddenly realise that's where that bomb went off. You know, that's where the Boston bombing was right there. And you sort of think, God, like for a second. And then you cross the finish line and you have the mix of A, you're obviously tired. B, you've got someone going, come on, hurry up, you know, go get your medal, hurry up, come on through. And then C, you're just thinking, this is amazing. This is what I've been training yeah. for.
1: And I actually did have a little, little, little tear to myself at that point, I can feel the hairs in the back of my neck up you because you've actually just made me reminiscent of that yeah. sort of moment as well. Because um, at mile twenty, I thought to myself, jeez, I've got ten k to do yeah. to finish the world major marathon." I mean that's, I couldn't and imagine I, what that was like. I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um,
1: the whole journey of going to Boston, even at the airport, you know, meeting people and like I don't. New York with you. I did yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did uh, Chicago with you. I did London with you. Because it's the same sort. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Collective people. And did doing you this have? Did you have
0: a group of people going, looking for the for the sixth as well? Was well we were groups? actually unique because yeah.
1: at that time there was, I think about eleven or twelve people from, sort of island. I think. Okay. Ireland. There was ten of us finishing the world majors no together. Way. So I, I sort of regret not having. I actually had it in my head I was going to podcast each one of them yeah, and yeah. put it all together. Yeah. Which okay. didn't happen. It would have been amazing if it did. So um, but we went on the beer afterwards it didn't happen, so <laughs> <laughs> but um I do remember like at mile twenty thinking to myself, like, Jesus, ten mm. K. Yeah. And I really felt I you have hundred emotion hundred and thirty miles of majors at that point was it? But it was the experiences and the people that you met and you know, all the different finishes like yeah, yeah, yeah. Tokyo and London, Berlin, yeah, yeah. Chicago. New York. I thought one bit of me was like, wow. But it's like, Jesus, nearly over. Mm-hmm. You know that amazing New was finishing as well. You yeah, know? yeah. So and I fin- when we crossed the finish line, then I went and got the six star medal. And do you get your own little pit lane? There is. Yeah. You, yeah so you yeah. have to go into a certain place yeah. to get your medal, like. Yeah. <laughs> it was hypothermia was kicking yeah, in. You're very much. And you're like, They went and they want to take a <laughs> photograph. And I was like yeah. See you later. <laughs> I'm gone here, like, you know. Yeah, you can't, um, you can't milk it. But I remember coming back, and uh, it was amazing. So when you get to the bar, mm. and you're just thinking about the other guys that were yeah. with you, yeah. it doesn't matter what marathon is, you're always yeah, such and yeah, such, yeah. walks through the all. And, yeah, yeah. and I didn't have a, a great race. I ended up running, I think it was 3.57, I something hoping to break 3.30. Um, which I didn't care, no. you, you know, it, was, it wasn't It was about that for me, it was about finishing this. Of course, this. yeah. Um, but you're just interested in how everybody else had done. Yeah. But they were coming through with a medal. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. You almost got their buzz every time they came in. Yeah, yeah. And you got They came in for like 30 seconds and were like, right, now get into the bath and come back down quick.
0: And you do that as well. I mean, you do that when you finish any marathon. You dwell, you hang around. You don't know what to do with yourself. But for you, I mean, that medal must have been yeah. great. Did you, did you jump in the bath after?
1: I went straight to the bath, actually.
0: And I mean, my personal question, did you wear the medal in the
1: bath? Well, funny enough, I put a photograph of my medal on Facebook, right? Yeah, of course. Which was crazy. It got like 800 likes or something no crazy. But I actually took that photograph on the top of my towel whilst I was lying in the bath <laughs> <laughs> next to the Boston medal. So if yeah. you ever see the picture on my Facebook page, you'll see it's on a on towel. But I was literally yeah. peering over the bath, took a photograph of it, and posted it. Brilliant. And then my wife brought me um, pizza in the bath. So oh. I got that recovered totally. It yeah. took me like 40 minutes, my body type. Yeah. Went. I yeah. was not in good shape from that at yeah. all. Like, and then I came down it was great. Obviously after that, real mm-hmm. buzz kicked in. And, um, yeah. I know, I noticed today, I think Tokyo was on, isn't that right? Tokyo was on. So there was a lot of people there, um, finished their six majors as well. Yeah. That i i had met through the journey oh, okay as well so like, in like so, today
0: we're finishing tokyo and yeah.
1: it's class and i
0: like it's something definitely i've you know i've been interested in, you know because after this year i'll have done three of them and I'll, i always sort of think that i don't know whether it's just the distance or the the, the
1: culture but tokyo m- might be like a totally different experience is that something you find or i found them all totally different to be yeah. honest which was like i found that tokyo had was the best for culture. It's a, it's a different planet of course, okay. you know when you go there it is totally different yeah, than you'll yeah. ever experience and London had the best Support oh, yeah, yeah, New true. York had the best entertainment. Okay, Berlin had the best course Yeah, Chicago actually had a little bit of everything so a brilliant okay. course great weather brilliant people beautiful city It's mm-hmm. like a clean New York. Yeah, and just had a little bit of everything and I was thinking to myself What's Boston got? Mm again. Oh <laughs> so i was wondering how it was going to fit into this <laughs> to, picture. Race to end all races you know so they really are all yeah. sort of unique if i was going to go back and do one, i think it'd be chicago and that's the one you enjoyed the yeah. experience the most of i think it was where we stay as well you it starts and finishes at the same place mm. you, it's like 100 yards 200 yards yeah. from the hotel <laughs> and the course it's very fast course the people were amazing like yeah. good time of year and it's just a beautiful city, like I think. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, it's definitely, definitely on the list. But Tokyo,
1: definitely, um, congratulations to everybody. Sort of finished yes. today, like um, I don't want to start mentioning names. A few of them are in my head, <laughs> but I don't want to miss anybody. Yeah, um, but there are they've done amazing. Like going there, and it's quite strict. Tokyo for some people is a challenge, for people, because they yeah. stick by the cutoff, and they go by the gun. Okay. So right. you don't go by your chip. Yeah. Okay. So if you're Running around the six and a half hours and your way back in the corral. Yeah. Um, it goes by the gun time. Okay. So you've, you've already lost about 15 minutes. Okay, so there, there is a cutoff, is there, to, to finish all six? And I'm not sh- Not to finish all six, but Tokyo to fi- mm. has a very. Strict- if, you, if you didn't say you did no. New York in
0: eight hours or something, do you still get the. Yeah, you still, yeah, you still qualify get for the majors, But you have
1: to finish. Yes, that's the key thing. Course, yeah, yeah. Tokyo has a finish time. I don't know if it's six mm. hours yeah. or something like that, or it could be, it might be less than I'm not sure what it is. Um, but I did hear a story the year before, and there's someone who had done a lot of the races with Sports International. She was like 65. Yeah. And they pulled her off at the halfway point, And she was only two minutes, two or three minutes okay. past the cutoff. God. And they wouldn't let her go. And she's traveled all the way from Ireland. Wow. You know, they're really, but that's, very you know, when you get there, yeah, that's the Japanese. Like yeah, they are yeah, yeah, to yeah. the letter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're so black lie. and that white. sounds like something I would do if I ran a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I, if I, you know, organize one. But the poor woman was the poor woman had started way at the very back. Yeah. So she'd already lost twenty minutes. So it wasn't that she wasn't even on pace. Yeah, I such. mean, let them just go. I mean, don't obviously don't
0: don't pull them off, but yeah. you know, but say the, the likes of New York, was people finishing. Mm, yeah.
1: Jesus, the next day, these people still finishing yeah, still yeah. a crowd there clapping the over, And they're getting it
0: them is, And it's usually, you know, you see reports of like, you know, those things popping up all the time. What celebrity are you faster than in the marathon? <laughs> and you're like, oh God, like, are they all really fast? And you look at it and someone's doing 10 hours and
1: someone's doing nine hours and you think like, oh, fair enough, but like, they must be still running. You know, they must have some. Uh... But that is cool. I remember Michael Owens finishing 10 seconds behind me in yeah. London. Okay. And um, I was delighted to tell my son that. Like, look how much younger <laughs> he is than me. Yeah, he's a professional footballer, yeah. yeah. athlete, and he was ten seconds behind me, and I cramped halfway around it. <laughs> so I said, "Well, like it's a difference, you know. You can be as fit as yeah. you want, but." I no. remember his interview after that. Actually, yeah. he, he said it was the best and experience he'd ever had because football yeah. was extremely negative. And yes. He said he's never felt anything like that it in is. his entire life, but he's never going to do it again. Cause it was so <laughs>
0: tough. Well, I mean, it, I mean, doesn't that just sum up running? You know, the, the positivity behind running. You know, whether it's the supporters, I mean, people go to, 99.9% of people supporting marathon don't care who you are or don't care what time you're doing. They just want, they just look, see this person going through something and they just want to make it that little bit easier, whether that's through some hilarious pun on a sign or whether it's through just cheering people on or whether you get those people, um, which I find particularly beneficial in marathoners, marathons who look at you in the eyes, go see your name, go, Matt you're not going to and give up, Matt, <laughs> yeah. look at me, Matt, come
1: on, catch him, Matt, come on, and then you just think, yeah, I'm going to do it for that guy. <laughs> but the name is great on your jersey as it well, is. it's important, because even, we go up and support Belfast Marathon every year, and I, have for the last six or seven years, brought my kids since they were like four or five, yeah. and just at the bottom, just as you start the Elmore Road, I think it's just past 21 mile, I'm not sure, 22 mile. And we always give out loads of sugar and oranges or whatever. But it's a delight for us as a supporter, actually, Mm. because I'm looking down the road and I've got a loud voice. Some people laugh when they hear this (laughs) 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 because they'll know me on course. Um, But you're looking for people's names. Yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean and you, are, it's actually you want to make that connection it excites the crowd yeah. come on Matt Matt that's it. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, somebody yeah. walking like 300 yards yeah. down the road if you can read their name they're in trouble do yeah. you know what I mean You're almost <laughs> at that point you're almost
0: embarrassing to <laughs> yeah. start running as well because sometimes you're like if that's you know you're suffering or you're walking you're thinking please don't say my name please don't say my name and then someone goes come on Matt you're like oh god okay <laughs> better just to not be embarrassed I better start jogging and
1: then it can it's an amazing effect gonna have to get going again. I remember in Dublin, I was actually running well in Dublin and um I didn't have my name on my top, but John did. Yeah. <laughs> he was running next to me. Yeah. And John happened to have on his top um my name, it's like John, this is my first Marathon. Oh wow. Which he was running next to me, which was a bit disappointing for me. It was his first You <laughs> were taking the first <laughs> But I just had it in my head. My name's John, because yeah. everybody's yeah. going. Come on, John! You're doing brilliant, John. I, I was John for the last three <laughs> miles. Like I don't know. Yeah, I remember actually doing my first Dublin. I ran alongside
0: a guy who was dressed as Superman, and when I finished that race, I didn't. I never wanted to see another Superman in my yeah. life because I was running along, and everyone was like, "Come on, Superman! You can do the Superman!" And I was like,
1: "What about me? I'm like, am I not super enough?" Right it's
0: brilliant, mate. And yeah, it was. It's such. It Cries are wonderful.
1: But there is something. There's something special about it, though. You mentioned that you know when when they're going through something, because mm. you know it is. Especially when you're a marathon runner, yeah, and you actually see people, especially in that latter half, yeah, of the race, like, and you know how deep they're going to continue, it's and it doesn't matter what stage, whether they're. It's maybe more difficult when you're actually five hours or whatever four hours. Of course. Do you it's, know it's, what I mean. It's, it's, it's a struggle. And um, but it's just that. As you say, the struggle they're going mm-hmm. through and how they, the crowd connects with that. Yeah. And it's something really special, isn't there? Like- Absolutely, and people. It brings out you know
0: the best in everyone. I think marathon marathons, whether it's yourself. You know, I mean, we're both sitting here. We, we run marathons. We know the the, the the mental you know. the Positivity you get mentally from running marathons, the the most amazing endorphins when you finish the. The, the, what it's like to dig that deep and to come out the other side and go, oh yeah, I, I am proud of myself over that. <laughs> but also to be on the side of, the guy on the side of the road who's just, you know, he's just cheering every single one. They, yeah. Even if they'd never run a marathon, somehow people get a rough idea of the struggle that people go through. And it's usually the people that, you know, maybe don't run marathons are also the ones that go like, who would say to you, I, I, I could never do that. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. That's such a, such a great, an um, achievement, and it's those people you want to convince yeah. to do a marathon because you're like you can do it. Don't <laughs> do it. you can do it. You really can. You know you've got that mental strength, and you know it is a physical
1: thing. It's also very very much a mental thing. You know, yeah. and it's. I remember in the pouring rain in Belfast, mm. my son like he was six at the time. I think handing like jelly beans, but and some guy just coming over and thanking him. Mm. He didn't even take a jelly bean. Yeah. He just and he ran away, and I could feel the buzz of that guy yeah. felt like here's a six year old kid. Yeah. Out to support me doing this race exactly, to make yeah, sure yeah, that yeah. I finish. Yeah, yeah, you, get you very, know, it brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, you get. I action. I do. When you see people like, and it's funny when you're you're standing there and you're watching the first wave come through, maybe two twenty marathoners, two thirty. Yeah. You know, not carrying any drinks or anything. Yeah. Those guys are elite, like the way they go. And then you move to like two forties, and then you come into the like the sub three. Yeah. There's always two or three people in that group with a the pace there and they are hanging on with dear life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm looking I at do. them, and you can really feel it. Mm. And you're hoping the best. You've got, you just need to get to the top of yeah. one more road, and you're down the road, and just hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. like I have been at the side of the road and almost just burst into tears when I see those one or two people sometimes, yeah. because you know how much, how hard it is for them and I, the place I, that they're at. Absolutely. I mean, I. the
0: first, I think it was the third double marathon, actually. I, I, I ended up, I said. it. Told myself, right, you know, I've done 318 the year before. I'm going to try and maybe go for 310, sub 310. And I was standing there at the start of the you know, the Dublin Marathon, and, you know, a couple of minutes to go, and these two guys from, from my club, Port Marnock Athletic Club, turned up beside me. And they were like, all right, Matt, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, probably going, you know, sub 310. They were like, oh, we're just going to go off at three, sub three, and see what happens. I'm like, <laughs> are you two going off at sub three? I'm going off at sub three then, in that case. Started the race halfway point you know one or two of us dropping back dropping off dropping off i stuck with the three hours to about 24 miles they pushed on the pacers pushed on ahead and i just thought oh this is it it's terrible i won't be able to do it like just dig in see what i can do i actually at that point stopped saw a friend of mine who was you know a well capable sub 250 runner just wandering around the streets <laughs> in a nuttly lane and i stopped for him and he just he just looked at me in the eyes went Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Go. Right? And I was like, all right, fine, 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 ran. And with about half a mile to go, I just saw the last sub three pacer in the distance. And like, I'm not one of these people that can sprint at the end of a marathon, mm-hmm. but just bit by bit by bit by bit by bit caught him. And I ended up doing um, 259.50. Wow. And I just crossed the line. I couldn't believe it. And like, that was I mean, your first sub three then? My first sub three. And I just remember all I remember doing, crossing the line thinking, God, like all those people who must be like watching me you know friends and family on, on the tracker must just be like because i started off so well and then dropped back and then caught it up i was thinking well, it must have been great to be watching this on a tracker somewhere <laughs> not totally out of my own you know zone thinking to myself like you know what it must have been like to be me because it was just hell you know there was yeah. no there was, there was it wasn't like one of those moments like you mentioned about rocky where you sort of just go yeah I've got to <laughs> just go for <laughs> it like i mean you're running you give and, it your all, like. yeah, and you're spitting, and there's spit everywhere, and you're just trying to get that last little inch of something out of your system to just Jeez, it's so running. hard. Like so many
1: things go through your head at
0: that stage of the game, isn't it? So much, and of course the goal is to get everything out of your head. You know, the goal mm. is to just not think about, don't dwell on anything.
1: Well, that's my that's my approach anyway. I don't know about yourself. Like when you're I I normally just sort of hook up with somebody. I start running on their heels, and normally tripping yeah. up about ten times. When I start <laughs> <laughs> relaxing, and my speed picks up again, let me notice, them, and then yeah, I actually yeah, run yeah. into the person in front of me. <laughs> but I, I do, I do, I sort of at the last stage just jump onto people, and maybe Very just good. read their names over and over and again, yeah. and look at their club, like. And do
0: you do any mental arithmetic or anything? You sort of tell yourself do you look back at the, the people you're running for, or the big moments in your life you're running no, for. No, I've
1: tried to like somebody said to me you know run the last five miles for your family mm. it doesn't work for me guess it doesn't I guess. really work for me either <laughs> um but because i just don't have the mental strength to hug into that and it doesn't yeah. really give me that connection but what i do is like i don't have enough mental energy at that stage so i just run on people yeah and if i find that i'm not going to be able to hold this person mm. and and we're running past somebody i'll jump on i'm like leapfrog yeah 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 moving trains <laughs> and I just move on to this person and just even to get a rest but you may not even be slowing down yeah. do you know what i you think mm-hmm. you are which yeah, is yeah. enough to give you enough bit of recovery true and then you, you can feel yourself calming a bit and then just hang on yeah and if you're lucky enough you've, you've hung on to somebody who knows what you're at and they start shouting at you come on yeah you, come on you're staying with me you yeah, know I'm not yeah, letting yeah, you go yeah, yeah. And you always will get that. Sometimes yeah. you tell them to fuck off, other times so you're like,
0: yeah. and, you know. Uh, and, and you touched on something there, very, very interesting as well, which I always find running. You know, you may find yourself with someone mile, say, you know, mile eight of a marathon, and you're still there, thereabouts, mile 23, and you haven't said one word to this person. Yeah, that's brilliant. And you sort of both know that there's some sort of bond there that you've formed with for this person. and You get very emotional about them, and you do say, come on, come on, you can do this, or, you know, what's your name, or. Sometimes you say nothing, and you cross the finish line maybe together. And the first thing you do is turn around. Yeah. and You you hug each other, and that's you just amazing, you don't say is. a word. You just know that during his hard times, he was pulling. I was pulling
1: him along, and during my hard times, he was pulling me along. And. You know, it's funny. I done the boat in a race, um, run race, and I hadn't <laughs> um, trained for a long time because I was out injured. Yeah. And there's a guy. This was your ankle yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It it was good, that. well it was actually my foot I have plantar on the foot okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. his name was John Sinton anyway and I'd ran the race like a minute and a half a mile quicker mm-hmm. Okay. the previous year so that's, oh, right, that's right. where I was at but poor John again I was running with him and mm-hmm. when he was getting tired he wanted to drop up I me. Mean, yeah. I said no no friggin way and no matter how slow he went yeah. I was going slower I guess you're staying in front <laughs> I am not doing any work here <laughs> I'm on the verge of walking out that was only the one time I did that, To be fair, um, so you mentioned there you saw that you were running like three eighteen. I heard you say you were trying to get yeah. under three ten. So you take you took Gary O'Hanlon on as a coach. I did. So Gary O'Hanlon, who
0: you know very well, and it was a wonderful show. By the way, it was very good, and I, he was very. Some of the things he was saying was brilliant. And
1: I was and thinking he, to myself, why did you not tell me this when you were coaching me? <laughs> some of the things he told me. <laughs>
0: the things he was saying, I was like, that's really good. You know, yeah. I was thinking same, yeah, because he's very. One of the things I really like about him is. You know, I'm one of these people that, you know, all I, know I need to do is all I need to know is that, you know what you're doing, and you give me a plan, I'll just go and do it. You yeah. know, I'm like, you know, it's sort of it's a, sort of like a, I'd say like a, like a teacher's pet syndrome. It's like you know, if he gives me say you know he'll, he'll set a week's workout with two key workouts in the week. I'll say right, Gary thinks I can do this. If I can, if Gary thinks I can do this. I can probably do this. So I'm yeah, gonna go strange, and do this. Like, isn't it? Cause I was looking up
1: the sessions, and it's because it's so, so much variety, and it's. Mm. Just, in his training, absolutely. you know, you wonder how he makes some of it up. Yeah. But I remember, like, so if you had pyramids, seven miles, pyramids, yes. three-minute recovery and do it again, I'm like, yeah. seriously, Gary, like, do you think I can do... You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And you would only have maybe done one set. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the sessions, the amount of times I punched the air, I was oh. like, yes, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I could have done that, like, there's absolutely no way. I've, but, often, I've often just sent him emails out of the blue, and just to let you know... You know,
0: I was able to do that thing you told me to do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I could do it. But you obviously, you know, maybe you're overthinking it too much. Maybe he's just, give, you know, giving you some complicated, you know, algorithm of training plan. But when, when you come to think, you're like, oh, I can't do that. And then you do it. And it kind of gives you that the buzz and confidence that you only really get from doing well in a race. You know sometimes when you're training you sort of think, Oh, it's been a month or two months since I've ran even a competitive park run or something. Yeah. You know, i am I actually gaining anything here or am I just going out and doing these sort of, you know, endless training sessions? Am I am I am I sort of co- copping out a little bit, just constantly training? And in some of the sessions there's such high adrenaline and
1: high endorphins at the end, that it feels like you've done a race and it feels exactly. like you something. Because you would never do it on your own. And it's Absolutely the same as when not. you go to a race. You're not going to do that yourself. Exactly. Like So you, you go outside yourself. Mm. So what was it you found with Gary's training that you weren't doing previous to that? But you were still running like you- I was. So I actually... I'd
0: done the sub three and then I took him on. So i I I'd managed the sub three. I, I, I did a lot of running, I am saying. I was originally from Belfast, moved to Dublin and I was running with friends in Belfast who luckily were very good and very they're very... Um, I think I definitely, my friend Mark Jennings, who you like to mention, and he's a very dedicated sort of old school runner. He's from North Belfast Harriers. And I feel like they're, they're a club who, you know, they're very purist. I think the word is, you know, they'll not, you know, while I enjoy technology and I'll always, I'll always you know, try a gel, thinking, oh, maybe this gel's different, maybe that gel's different. There, I mean, I remember Mark's doing, you know, you know, 14, 15 minute half marathons on, you know, He'd take a jelly baby once or something, and then he'd, you know, his recovery, he'd, he'd like tell me, do you hear these things about salts and stuff you're supposed to have? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, Mark, obviously, he's like, oh, he doesn't know much about that, you know, and he'd, 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 he wouldn't need it. It wouldn't, he just doing the running, mm-hmm. doing the running. So, with that in mind, when I joined Port Mark, I mean, Port Mark had a really good coaching system. Um, it was Derwin Kelly at the time, and he was very, very good, dedicated system. It was, you want a sub three, you do this. And so I actually did that, got the sub three, and thought, this is amazing, you know, right. You know, and then I booked Boston I thought right so that was nearly about sort of a year and a half ago now I was like right maybe you know it's time to take on Gary Gary O'Hanlon see what he can offer me and I just knew that if he told me you know Matt you follow this you will get a certain time then that's good enough for me so little by little race by race that's exactly what I was doing I was thinking right okay you know, Lisa, I don't think I can do that time go out and do that time and achieve it and just thinking, like, this is weird, this is some sort of
1: you know, yeah. black magic. <laughs> it's brilliant though. I had the same with him, even though yeah. I was thirty seconds off you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I always wanted to break the three thirty in Dublin. My first was six fourteen, so it was a journey, like oh, absolutely. and um when I broke the three thirty on my own, I knew it was then time to contact mm-hmm. Gary because it yeah. was, it was like 333, yeah. I was like three thirty two, three thirty three, I was like yeah, I'm not gonna make a significant jump here. Yeah, you worry. On my yes, own, you worry you're gonna stagnate. Yeah, exactly. So, but very quickly, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. And it was like he he took taught the Brent story about pulling back the bow. So you need to listen to the podcast yes, to that hear that. That's very good. Um, but he he was telling me off, um, because there was a couple of sneaky races I snuck yes. snuck in there, and, I just did not know myself. Mm. You know, my body was a different machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a a lake run around Camel Lake. It was quite tough we were on I think like, 7.2 7. miles or something mm-hmm. 7.5 miles and I always wanted to break 50 minutes in it yeah I thought it's a bit beyond me but I, I just went out one day I wasn't even I went to sport it but it's a frigate i entered it yeah <laughs> and I ran it in 48 minutes wow. and I felt I just thought to myself Jesus like, yeah, where yeah, did yeah. that come from scare yourself and there's I was in a different because when you're running you know the group that you're in so if you're watching a run a race, you're like, oh, yeah, I would, yeah, I just yeah. went past, even yeah. though you're not racing. And you might actually recognize them too. <laughs> but like in the in that during that period, I wasn't with the people. I was mm-hmm. I was ahead of those in an an unfamiliar zone in the race, yeah, yeah, right. which I was loving. And because when people were challenging me then, because they were like, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was able to hold them behind me, you know, and yeah. allow them to push push through. But it was just purely his different style of training. Mm. And even though I, I'm I'm a geek like you know I love yes. my watches I love trying different plans I love trying different diets mm. and I just love knowledge yes and um, so I, I wasn't a stagnant rate runner at mm. that point but he just brought a whole new dimension to it
0: unlocked you, whatever you had for doesn't he like does and similar to um what I mentioned about you know that kind of pure purist running I find very much you know I, I have people i run with who maybe have a trainer or a, or a coach and they're you know you'd ask i'd say oh what are you doing today and they'd say well i've got you know 40 minutes of heart, heart rate zone three followed by 20 minutes of heart rate zone two or whatever you know and i'm thinking oh god like you know i was never really comfortable with, with this strap on the heart rate monitor strap and again maybe it's the sort of a purest approach but gary just says look do this at this time this minute break you know that's, that's all you need to know and you do that you know you're obviously obviously you're, you're still hitting those target zones or you're still the science is still there but it's done through you know through plans and through you
1: hitting those yeah. times and um,
0: so again that's good
1: enough for me because the, the gamma connects amazing mm. yeah. so I have a forerunner 935 I think it works in any of the forerunner runners like 230 mm. so yeah as soon as you got the plan I opened up gamma connect and I actually programmed it in yes. so when you start your watch that day it comes up and tells you what you're doing. Okay. You know, it was pre-programmed. Wow. And if you go to do the run, it it actually will break it down. So if you're going like this mile of 750, it actually shows you a chart. Yeah, okay. If, if you're going... I've never actually done this. If okay. you're going too slow or going too quick, it will yeah. buzz you so you don't even have to look at your watch. <laughs> Brilliant. And then you're coming at the end of the 400 meters or the end of the mile. It's that, it goes beep, 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 right? Recovery. Yeah. And it clicks right into the pace that Gary has told you to yeah. do. And then it keeps you in that zone as well. Okay, cool. Hardly anybody knows that. They actually yeah, don't yeah. go into Garmin Connect and program that. No, that's true. It takes all the thinking out of it. So I yeah. just got his plan. Within about 20 minutes, I programmed it into years. Garmin Connect. And once you've got them there, mm. they're always there. So yeah. you, you just bring them across into the days and, uh, and uploads to your watch. It just takes the pure thinking out of mm. it. So I just open up my... I go, shit. Yeah. So got- I'm doing two sets of pyramids today. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the guy's little voice yeah. in your watch.
0: Um, Garmin is great, as, and like I know people are obviously and rightly so obsessed with Strava, and you've got Strava great and it's a great social way of like, you know, running more miles than your friends that week. <laughs> but um, Garmin, I think the great thing about it is it's, it's the first line of your training, in that, you know, you, Garmin will, you, I always find it help, helpful for your splits, you know, it's very, very good for knowing your splits and your times, while Garmin will just, or sorry, Strava will just almost take it like one big. Um, you know, workout. Yeah, you know, it's not as quite. It's kind of quite as. Um,
1: doesn't break technical. it down, yeah. so you can't it's see it. Like so. Yeah, so that's that's I point. I even love doing his sessions with the recovery. Yeah. And hopefully he doesn't listen to this. I want all the recoveries. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I, I had it all out there. I think he was telling me to run five forties, um, for four hundred meters, yeah. like sixteen times. And like a nine-minute recovery yeah. for two minutes, I was walking that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the opposite. I It's, it's the warm
0: up. That, that Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't need to do this four-minute warm-up. I'm just going to yeah. go. Especially on a treadmill. I'm like, oh, screw the warm-up. But it's great when you get the
1: momentum, <laughs> if you can keep the momentum mm-hmm. and you can keep the discipline. Yes. Because the discipline is a key thing. Um, discipline to actually go slow and your to go slow. Yes. Let alone That's and right. not do... The Mickey Mouse races, as yeah, such, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you really start to feel this momentum and strength building mm-hmm. into your legs, and you really get it. Yeah. You really get what he's trying to bring across, yeah, don't you? And he mentioned on your the podcast when you spoke to him
0: about you know training through races. You know, he's like, do whatever races you want, but make sure you train through them. You know, don't you know say Mickey Mouse races. Don't be booking into all these ten Ks and then taking three days beforehand to taper for something you're not even gonna a you're not aiming for or b you're yeah. just going to taper for three days and then maybe jog, or jog a 10k and all of a sudden when you could have done 40 miles during the sessions you've just kind of done nothing really you haven't gained so anything I, I, my
1: best race was corner kilty and yeah, yeah. it was just a sign off race i wasn't even gonna race mm. recently like, but um but it was about gary for only, it was from dublin to corner kilty so i going about six weeks okay yeah um, but i did the sealy the week before yeah and it was at the end of a 16 mile week or something. I don't know what it was like, mm. um, but I had to do half the next day in the training. Cool. So he made sure I went, I, I yeah. set a measure like, I actually ran a PB, I think it was 40, 30 or something. I've never broken 40 minutes, but I wasn't aiming for it. Yeah, wow. And he was like, I said, Look, I just said a measure, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna do the half next week, I'm gonna kill you next week. He goes, what do you mean you're not doing the half? Right. Do the half. Yeah, 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 So it was a training half, like, and one out the first couple of miles, my legs were fatigued and then I just came back and it felt it was the easiest like half train and run I'd ever done, yeah. yeah. But when I went into Clonacilty, like I just could not believe the strength mm. that I had, it was alien to me. Yeah, I was actually talking to this guy, we weren't looking at watches or paces, and I was getting a tour of Clonacilty, And It wasn't until like mile 20 or 21, I like, we looked down, and I was like, shit I'm actually about three quarters yeah. minutes quicker than my PV here. Wow, I don't want this, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm here just to enjoy myself. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I told the guy, sure, I'm sure he loved to hear that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, look how fast I'm going! I didn't even mean to do. this <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, by the way? You stopped talking twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it was a strange experience. But having a Coach on um, that really understands you mm. makes all the difference, like doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and
0: again, like I know from you know obviously Gary Handel, and you read up about him, and he, he's he's very much someone that you know will just do five days. And then just race and on on Saturday or Sunday go back straight into training racing. And, you know you'll have faith in his the strength that he's built up, and um, and I find that too. You know I I don't mind training quite hard and then going straight into your race because like you said there you always do surprise yourself. I find you know, of course rest is important and of course the slow relaxed or easy runs are important, but sometimes I think people can maybe taper for too long or they can spend you know people like tapering three weeks away outside a marathon yeah. you know and your body at that point isn't doesn't yes you're retired but your body doesn't want that your body doesn't want no. to taper it wants to
1: do a 50 mile week and then go and do a race so even the mental aspect of that because oh yeah. all of a sudden you're building this momentum and you're getting these superpowers yeah 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 and if you taper at the beginning i used to taper three weeks eggs that's yeah. what you read mm. And you just lose all your superpowers. Absolutely, and you're, like, and you're eating like a horse. <laughs> but your confidence starts slipping
0: away, that's, doesn't it? That's the confidence is a big one. Like um, mm-hmm. before Dublin last year, actually, I again against most people's advice, I uh, I did a twenty mile um, east of Ireland race in Lusk. A twenty mile race. No, it's a great race. Is it that is three loops. It is yes, three and a half yeah. loops, or whatever and. I sort of said, right, okay, I'll go out this at a normal Sunday morning, as if it was a 20-mile training piece, and got caught up in this pack, of course, at the front, you know, thinking, oh, what am I doing? Like, you know, two guys running, sort of chatting across me to each other. They knew each other and sort of thinking, right, well, I'm not letting these guys just stay up here. I'm going for this myself, like, and running it. Actually, actually ended up winning it. And then think, thinking to myself afterwards, oh, what have I done? Like, you know, I've gone out and ran this at some ridiculous pace. But, like, all it did was me with confidence. I, so you ended up winning the loss I did I ended up winning it um, and the confidence I mean like you said it was tired but your body recovers and when you're doing so many miles a week like again I'm sure you know this you know a lot of the time it's sitting around watching TV isn't how you recover it's yeah, doing yeah. a long slow run and your body kind of goes oh right okay yeah yeah you know because your body's it's natural <laughs> position at that time is, is just like moving forward in a light jog so that's how you recover and I felt I, the confidence was brilliant you know and for me to think I can do, you know, a 20-mile run, you know, win it and do it faster than the, the pace that I was looking to do the marathon yeah. in two weeks' time, and then go and do the exact pace they wanted to do and get the time I wanted to do. It was just, it, yeah, confidence. It's not as well. close
1: as it is to Dublin, is it?
0: Yes, I think it was two or three weeks I think out. It's, yeah,
1: it's two or three weeks out. Yeah. It's a, it's a real... Brilliant one to mm. test where you're at. A yeah. last long training run. That's right. Um, and it's three loops. And it's a great course because you sort of go up the hill and come back down you it do. again. You do, yeah. Um, yes, it, it,
0: someone mentioned at the race, it kind of mirrors Dublin. in that Dublin has three yeah. sort of distinct sections with a hill at the end.
1: I I nearly I remember nearly running on for the fourth loop because you can actually run a marathon that yeah, day. Yes, you can, yeah. And I was... I'd never felt as strong. I'd never <laughs> broken 3.30 at that stage. I wow. did go on three weeks later and break 3.30 in Very Dublin. Good. Um, but I was well on target, and I was like, I can, I know I can do this, because yeah. all I have to do is get up to the bloody top of the hill again, and yeah. you'll come yeah, back yeah. down. And um, but in my head, I wanted to finish strong. Yeah. You know, so I've done the last three miles in like 6.30 or something wow. at the end of 20 miles. And I was absolutely delighted with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a real fight on my hands saying, <laughs> do not do the fourth loop. You you know, you want to do it in Dublin. Yes. You know, you don't yeah, want to take yeah, it away from yeah. you. So you had a significant jump. You had the sub three. Yes. Already in the bag. Yeah, yeah. You, you worked with well, guards. Yes, it's, it's hard to pull a minute off that. Yeah. Isn't oh, it? That's it. You know, I'm one just... or two minutes. So
0: within the space then of, of, of um, a year and a half, you know, I'd like gone from... You know, sub three to two fifty three in Boston and then Dublin last year, then um two forty four. And like and you're right it is significantly difficult and you know, you sort of it's not like taking, you know, a few minutes off, you know, four and a half hours to, to sort of four twenty. I think you need to learn well what I like to tell myself is I think it's just a matter of learning how to suffer a bit more, you know. Yeah. Because obviously training faster and, you know, training more efficiently and doing a bit of sprint work and things, but it's really going up to the pace that you can get to and just learning how to hold on, you know, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm one for, you know, I'm one for suffering a bit sometimes and, you know, going out. Actually, I did, um, which I think was a really, really great um, help, was I did the Energia 24-hour yeah. um, last summer in, in the relay, four of us. So, you know, I, I love going out and running fast and stopping and that's great. I can go home and go to dinner and have my dinner but when you have to, when you go out and do 17 miles in two hours and then you stop, and your body goes right, eat something and eat something, and then you sit there and you get a bit cold, and you think, oh no, four and a half hours, five hours, I have to get up again, at the next the next two hour shift was between three and five in the morning, and do another two hours, and then your body's sort of going oh because then it's absorbing all the food you've eaten, yeah, yeah. you know, and you know if you're anything like myself, you'll have this sort of like toilet routine before a race. Where you need to go and get rid of everything. You need to fill nice and sort of not empty, but you know not bloated but your body's like, no, 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 everything you put into me after that first two hours, I'm <laughs> keeping. You're not getting that back. No, no, I'm holding on to this. And to go out and do that and then to finish that and then to have another few hours and go, right, you're up again, another two hours. It was just, I mean, the absolute high afterwards was, was like nothing I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. But the suffering was, it was tough, you know, it was to run two hours between three and
1: five. So do you more. find that you're, that's one of your strengths is you can go deep, like, and sort of hang yeah, on there? I think I've,
0: grown to be a bit like that. You know, someone said to me, at, you know, I think it was the energy that he said, like, look around, you know, everyone here has some demons, you know, they've got some issues. Like, no one comes here and chooses to do this for entertainment value. <laughs> People here have demons, whether they were, maybe they've lost a lot of weight, maybe they've dealt with some sort of addiction, you know, they've all learned what it's like to, to go out, to struggle, to suffer, and to come out the other end. I mean, and you'll know yourself as well. Ultra marathoners is like the community with an ultra marathon running in Ireland especially is like it's like the biggest family you'll ever yeah. belong to. And um, you go to these races or the Donna D fifty, which I did for the first time a few weeks back. You know, it's like you know, you, you feel like if you fell over someone would come along and pick you up and carry you, you know. It's so supportive, like isn't it? so supportive. And everyone is there. And no one cares about times and you know, no one cares about who's the top guy and who's that and who's this. They're they're there you know and learning to suffer I suppose which is well, I guess what ultramarathon and uh, marathoning and that um, energy is about you know learning to push beyond you know mm. sane levels <laughs> is teaching I, I so have much. like I'm
1: able to I'm not, I'm not a strong person when I'm going fast and deep yeah and I struggle with that mm. and always have done I don't know if it's a confidence thing or not like um, mm. sometimes I see people run past me and go like I should be way ahead of them. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I do think I'm, I'm not able to go down deep enough, but I'm okay to suffer. Like, yeah. if I, I, I'm confident I could go for a 100 mile race tomorrow, even having yeah. been training. Mm. And you know, your body is just going to go, it's, your head's just going to tell you, yeah. you're actually, if you keep them going, you're going to die. <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm not. Mm. No, I'm not. That's it, yeah. And no matter how low it goes and how much pain you're going through, you know, you're going to go up and down. Yeah. And that gives me a real good buzz. I love course. In the race, while I'm up again, I'm like, yeah. "Screw you!" Here's yeah. me talking to myself, like, "Screw you!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm feeling freaking frig- brilliant. I'll ride that wave mm. until it crashes, and then I just try and grind the way through that, and then bang so, and back again. Like, I, and, and I suppose it is a bit like surfing. Yeah, and you know, the more you do it,
0: the more confidence you gain from it.
1: So tell me about London then. Yes. So the reason I suppose why
0: we're we're here and why I'm talking to you is that so done all these marathons you know improved myself got better and better and better and uh, you know running wise i have berlin lined up for the end of the year i'm doing berlin i think that'll be good will great. that be your fifth
1: major then no that'll only be my
0: third oh sorry yes it'll be my third so it'll be boston and um, london and then berlin okay so i've not yet I haven't done chicago new york or new tokyo and you know i'll have to break that to the, the wife the, the, the plans <laughs> for are doing those at some point i'll have to find some really good reason to go to you know tokyo at a particular time of year um, so i thought right okay that's that's running so um actually cuz with getting um, the 244 in dublin um getting sub 245 means you can enter um any marathon around the world Class. just you get it's it's like it's called like whatever fast running entries or whatever so you know which gets quite addictive and i thought right okay you know the, the you know london is obviously notoriously ridiculously difficult to get into unless, you know, you can obviously get your pay, get in through tourist ways and that. But I thought, I'm going to do London because it's London. And I've actually, from all the running I've done, I've never actually done it to raise money or to, you know, try and raise awareness. And I've never been that guy who sort of went, oh, you know, asking people for money or asking people for donations. So I thought, you know, something I've always wanted to run for and always wanted to um, donate a cause to, which is, you know, for a marathon. Is, is dementia, dementia charity. Dementia, I don't know if you have any experience of in a family, but like it's amazing. Dementia like, dementia's that thing where no one really talks about it. Maybe people have a granny mm. somewhere who's a dementia or a great uncle. But like whenever you start talking about it, people go, Yeah, actually no, it's it's in my family or so and so. I remember my grandmother or grandfather had it or or even even worse, it's like, oh, you know, we always used to just think that someone so and so was just getting old and confused but you no, know, like it was dementia and people people are almost there's like a an ashamed sort of thing yeah. about dementia. It's like cancer 30 years ago. People just think, oh, you know, God, like that person A is a little bit sort of dottery. I don't
1: want them to, you know, meet my
0: friends or, you
1: know, if you're kids. We, we do have a culture problem mm. with aspects of that. Like if you look at children's cancer wars yeah, and things, yeah. you never hear about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Like, especially in the modern day with stress and things like that, people don't want to talk about these things. Of and. Dementia sort of fits in that category, doesn't it? It does. And the other side of it as well, I suppose, is that people think, you know, it's a total
0: loss of dignity and I don't want my so my, my uncle or my dad, you know, God, he, he was such a proud man. He'd, he'd be mortified mm-hmm. to think people, you know, to think he's losing, losing his mind or forgetting people's names. But in reality, you know, it's not just about raising awareness of what dementia is like and how the fact that, you know, it, you know, this isn't something this isn't their choice this is a condition that's you know is being obviously it's a disease being put upon them but what i a part of the awareness that i want to raise especially coming from a running background is people don't realize that there are so many things you can do to lower the chances of dementia mm-hmm. getting dementia you know whether it's a little so bit what dementia.
1: what is dementia first yeah then we'll talk about that well
0: dementia is, is very uh, is, is misunderstood in that lots of people don't really know what it is and in fact it's not totally understood itself. It's it, mm. thoughts about it being, it's like a plaque on the brain that can develop through um, lots of ways, you know, smoking and, you know, the, the narrowing of um, arteries in the brain can cause a, a buildup of this plaque, which can cause a forgetfulness. But there's lots of different types of dementia, you know, Alzheimer's, mm. which is quite the, pop, um, the popular one. There's vascular dementia, which is something can cause by a reduction of oxygen to the brain. and um, But, you know, I think it's £70 per person that has dementia goes into the into the research of dementia while cancer is 40 times that much you know so for every person that has cancer there's you know which is great
1: I I think I read it once they should know if this is right or not like it's like a third of people Mm -hmm. actually do self- eventually suffer yeah. with some level of dementia
0: yeah no absolutely and like we're all living longer and we're mm. all like myself and yourself you know we're 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 very aware of fitness and very aware of diet and then we're very aware of what it's like you know because we all we're all getting a bit more um you know selfish we all want to live that we're 100 and i mean naturally with that currently comes the threat of dementia and the threat of alzheimer's and you know the burden on our family mm. and to think that you know I mean thank god cancer is so much more understood and can be cured and can be treated and can be prevented you know dementia Alzheimer's it, it can be prevented as well and um, we haven't got the cure yet obviously like we obviously don't have the cure for cancer but you know t- to raise awareness of this to raise the money available
1: for research it's mm. you know
0: it's only going to get worse
1: with, as are, we get older I did see um, earlier on last year or later in the last year about Alzheimer's and yeah. about diet and how actually yeah. diet can sort of help reduce um, like and same with cancer as well yeah. you know you have these cancerous cells but diet's quite an important thing as well isn't it of course it is and like, sometimes you know I almost
0: don't want to say things like don't smoke and don't eat fatty foods because people just kind of glaze over and think oh it's one of these healthy guys telling me not to not to smoke and not to eat fatty foods but the, the difference is, is, is crazy you know it, it you can reduce your chances you know, immediately by half by stopping smoking and by just eating, you know, eating fruits and vegetables and, or, you know, a more colorful diet and not not eating, you know, the the fried foods, the yellow foods, eating more greens actually encourages growth in the brain, which combats dementia as you get older and doing, being more mentally active as well. I mean, if you thinking that walking and some physical exercise reduces it, it's in the region of 20 to 25%, walking and talking to friends, to you know doing exercise and social meeting up socially with people you know can reduce it again by another 20% mm.
1: it's funny I've, talked, I've said this a couple of times on podcasts where I've seen I can't remember what I read or was it a podcast mm-hmm. on longevity mm-hmm. and it very much was that it wasn't it was the social communities of course yes that actually and you, mentioned, you mentioned Tokyo earlier Japan
0: mm-hmm. and like you know look they you know
1: phenomenal so exactly we have respect we talked about everest on a couple of podcasts going yeah. i think the oldest man up on everest is like 82 the japanese guy yeah obviously he was going to be from oh, japan. Of it doesn't course surprise that. you does no, it no, at all of course like, not, he, no. he wasn't from like tennessee or anywhere no <laughs> That no, guy was yeah. definitely coming from japan <laughs> yes. and most old people who achieve greatness are usually japanese yeah. you know japanese but that legend. is one yeah key thing about that i remember years ago um, There was a survey done and there was like 14 people had died in Tokyo um, or from Japan with prostate cancer. And then oh. the same year, 14,000 people died in America, which is relatively the same yeah. sort of... But we're just humans, so what was the difference yeah, there? And exactly. the key thing was diet. You know, absolutely. they were eating mostly a whole grain plant-based sort of diet. That's absolutely
0: right, yeah. And, you know, to, to be engaged, you know, to be respected, I suppose, to have that opportunity as older people, to be maybe... I don't know exactly what dementia or Alzheimer's figures are like in Japan, but even just the fact that they, I suppose, respect the older people and maybe listen to them a bit more and they have that. I mean, there's some fact as well about, you know, you're 30% less likely to get dementia if you have a third-level education, Um, which really just, I mean, that sounds, again, sounds almost elitist (laughs) Um, of, of dementia, but it's almost saying, you know, if you're engaging yourself, you know, if you're being social, if you're talking to friends. And, like, that's not just restricting dementia before it happens i mean the early stages of dementia nowadays you know maybe 30 40 years ago dementia was obviously a death sentence as it still is you know eventually but that was in the 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 region of three to five years i mean now with um with medication and of course you know
1: you know um, social uh, social awareness just the knowledge of those those triggers knowledge it can be 10 12 years Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important what we're talking about here. We're not saying, like, you know, you can't go out and enjoy yourself. I no, oh like God, pints. Man. I like all types of different food. Absolutely. And I built this thing that my wife just laughs at. People think I'm the most healthiest person in the world. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. only my wife's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it's important to enjoy, enjoy life. We're not saying that. But, no. <clears throat> but you should be aware. I think that's the key thing. That's it. And you mentioned a word there, just colour. Yeah. You know, and if people ask me for advice, I'm not saying, yeah, you stick to a whole grain plant-based no. diet, but try and put as much colour on your plate as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And people focus on, well, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and it doesn't bother me at mm-hmm. all. There's it's more longevity. You're talking about the long yes. sort of haul. Yeah. I m- remember there was somebody had gone out and they mentioned that smoking was bad, right. and they were working for this health. Business. I heard this on a podcast. So I listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And they, he got sacked. Yeah. And um, for saying that smoking was bad, <laughs> and this was I think it was fifty years ago, thirty yeah. years ago, you know, and they didn't think that smoking was bad back yeah. then. And a lot of the things that we're doing now, we don't really have that awareness on. But it is important to say, you know, we're not saying yes, no, enjoy life. You know what I mean. Just, do right. what you have to do. Yeah. Go out. Have I love pint of Guinness. I love eating. Doesn't. Going about it on Facebook at the minute, you laugh at, at the minute how much sugar is in a cream egg that has made me eat more cream eggs than I have ever eaten because it keeps on flashing up on lists. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I haven't had a cream egg in a while, and um, but it is important to have the awareness. And yes, it might be a long way away, mm. it might be 20 30 yeah. years down mm-hmm. the road. But even people that you know, and um, the older generation, and also the younger generation that you're going to influence mm. by your habits. Because exactly. that's what it really is, comes down to the end of the day, is how your habits sort of are ingrained into your lifestyle. Exactly. And it's no difference between having good habits or bad habits. They're just yeah. habits. Yeah. So it's about being aware and sort of writing those good habits mm-hmm. into your daily life, isn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And like I say, I, I'm, I, I enjoy, I, dr- I drink and I enjoy eating, you know, and running is a great, great excuse to eat more, you know, sometimes. Um, and even this so this as I said I'm running the London Marathon um, for the dementia for dementia Hardy, for dementia revolution and um, while I you know it's very easy to say oh we you know, eat healthy don't smoke don't drink you know part of the raising awareness for me is just to, to, to get people to talk about it you know and the great job that dementia revolution do is that you know they're just being realistic and saying look first things first we need to let let people know that this actually exists it can affect you and just because you're you know getting dementia isn't one of those things that you get it and you get right that's it oh your dementia okay right off you go into your home you know that's your mm-hmm. life over we'll just not talk about you ever again you know there's lots of people out there in early stages who are still working you're still making a life and that's the longevity of even with dementia is getting bigger and bigger and um, raising awareness of course of the fact that it can be prevented which is something people don't think they just think old people only get dementia when actually you can easily get it in your 50s you know and um, also raising awareness to think that, you know, it is something it's not just an old person's disease that it's it's not like, you know, it's not natural selection. You know, this is something that can actually be can actually be prevented and cured, you know, with further research.
1: Um, and this is really what I'm mm-hmm. setting out to do. And I mentioned that earlier, like a third of the people get affected by it. Yeah. But, you know, they're all married or they've got kids. Mm-hmm. So when you think of that, you're doubling that oh, if of your spouse is still about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doubling that oh, again God, if like you've got kids. The ripple effect, you know. The amount of people that are actually impacted by yeah, it. Absolutely. Like, you know, times, God knows, like six, ten times more yeah. than that actual third that's actually getting affected. Of course. And it, it's, I can only imagine um, my nanny who passed away years ago right mm-hmm. now there's one person that did have dementia and i remember just our, our last days she sort of had it and i remember walking into her room and she started screaming at me get out and i forget who she was calling me yeah. but it wasn't robbie yeah, she didn't yeah. know who i was no of course and she, was, she had some sort of memory had come up from mm. 50 years ago and she shit, and it was like it's quite a scary thing to try and manage and deal with isn't
0: it it is and you know it's that's another side of it, you know, it can be a bit worrying and God like there's the amount of times, you know, even myself growing up, you know, and feeling, you know, guilty about not going, you know, as a child to not go and see my grandmother because I was terrified of her. I mean, that's just natural. You know, and dementia is, is it's terrible in that it, it stops you making new memories, you know. Mm-hmm. The amount of the, the amount of people that get dementia or Alzheimer's and, you know, a common thing is they're they're constantly looking for their mum or their dad because they remember, you know, it, it, it doesn't affect their long, long-term memory. It affects the short-term memory, so they don't know their husband or wife, but they're, they're constantly asking for maybe yeah. some, some person they knew as a child, you know, and that, which is obviously very tough for the, for the spouse, you know, going, you know, who are you? Go away. Where's my mother? I don't want you. Or, or so-and-so. <laughs> but these are, you know, I guess it's just, it, it's that human side of it, which is, which is maybe terrifying for people. You know, which is maybe once people maybe want to say, you know, take a step back here. You know, I don't want them to, I don't want their dignity to be, to be lost. And I don't, I'm almost maybe, you know, I'm a bit embarrassed of my great aunt who has it. So we'll just not talk about her or we'll not bring it up. But at the same time, like you say, the ripple effect is big. It, you know, it's not like, you know, as well, cancer is a terrible disease that, that, but in often, very often that person is battling cancer and lots of people don't know about it. I mean, when someone has dementia, you know, obviously you can't. eventually you can't hide it and it takes a lot more people to look after someone with dementia so it's just i guess it is a drain on resources yeah. as well so even more of a reason to talk about it to know about it to to battle it and to get rid of it because i mean lots and lots of you know resources and money goes into fighting it and to caring for people Um, people just sort of say oh well that person was dementia you know that's 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 a, that's a life sentence you know they're gone and um, and
1: this obviously needs to change. So to bring awareness to it, yeah. you decided to run London <laughs> yes. in a red post box.
0: So my uncle, um, who's currently has dementia, and my uncle John McAlay, he he was a postman growing up. Brilliant. Um it's a funny story actually because people say, Well, why didn't you run as a postman? But um <laughs> that's you know, like, like damn it, that's a good idea. No, but actually so I thought right, I'll go run it as a post box. And it's you know he had, he was a postman. He always used to tell me great stories of run you know being a postman. The classic ones you know. So I run as a post. I I, originally I was like I run as a postman. And um, I'm sure like I'll, I'll break a Guinness World Record. It's something you know a little um, thing i always like like to do. So I'll try and do that at the same time. Contacted Guinness World Records and they said, oh, you want to run as a postman? Okay, like um, are you, are you a postman? I'm like no. I'm like well, you're, you're not a postman. You can't run as a postman. You know. <laughs> I'm like right. <laughs> okay damn it and I was like I sort of said well what if I run a postman Pat? and they were like mm, that's not a postman that's a cartoon character <laughs> <laughs> they're very I mean jeez the Guinness World Records Are you know, they know how to they know how to run a, an organisation they're absolutely down to the you know the boxes you have to tick so I was thinking, right okay crap what am I going to do here alright postbox you know I'm going to get a postbox costume put it together that'll be fine and they were like okay postbox that's fine first of all though you know it has to be UK postbox because you're running on the Marathon Second of all it has to be instantly recognizable as a post box so it has to have all the bits and thirdly you know it needs to be a rigid structure it can't just be like a, like, like something you'd give it like yeah you can't just do something you put on a stag in a holiday like um so got the postman post postbox costume the engineering feat that was involved with uh, my father-in-law getting this rigid plastic structure put in and around it and um, to pass these tests set by Guinness very funny, and um, eventually they accepted that I get that's grand, okay, super. And um, so now I've got this rigid structure which is light enough, you know, it should be okay. um And yeah, so I'm gonna run the London Marathon. Uh, the world record is currently, I think, it's 341, so I have to run <laughs> so less than 341. Well, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's
1: not the point, but yeah, I understand know, that I'm competitive, and like yourself. I'm, and what was your legs moving that? How how strict so are it your it? So it comes legs? down
0: just it has to another rule again to said is it has to come below the waist. Um but obviously below the waist is, you know, really just uh, the yeah, thigh. So it's actually okay. So the arms come out the side. And um, I'll, I'll send you on more photos. I'm glad the arms come out the side, by the
1: way. Yes. That's true. you're not <laughs> running
0: like you know, you're not you're not you're not in danger of someone pushing you over and rolling you down the road. And um, the arms come out the side. It comes just just up to the thigh, I suppose, so you do have a bit of room to run. Um um, I've done a little bit of running around the street
1: mostly that's, about, that's my next question like so have you trained in the suit?:
0: so I've done a little bit mostly at one in the morning I may, <laughs> I may have one, one, one occasion, in the morning I may have at one occasion taken a few drinks and taken a run around the local neighbourhood and um, this is down in Dublin as well so you have this red you know UK box running around you're <laughs> what the hell is going on <laughs> people taking me for target practice and um, what I'm going to do actually with the club and with um, I'm going to organise to run, run a park run dress as a post box, try and raise a bit of money, and just turn up. Just, you know, in in a you know, in a safe atmosphere with other people running around me. People don't think I'm completely mad. Um and run the on the park run. And then just just build it up and just get a bit of awareness coming up to the race. What date is on is London on it's the Twenty seventh I think. Twenty seventh yeah, yes, twenty seventh this year. Um so hopefully it's not gonna be as warm. The, the costume is it, it's not too bad now heat wise. It's got a big, you know, front mm. open post box and the arms and it's not, it's not too... Are you going first
1: class or second class? <laughs> that's sick. Like, I'm sorry I've never heard said that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. If anyone mm. wants to send me first class in London, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> very good. That's, that's brilliant. And So how can somebody sponsor you if they're looking to sort of donate towards dementia?
0: Okay. So, I mean, if someone does want to uh, um, support, which is, which would be absolutely wonderful. And um, so it's, it's, it's a Virgin Money, um, London Marathon based um, fundraising page. So it's um uk slash postbox. If you just actually Google London Marathon Virgin Money Giving, um,
1: um and search postbox, okay. I'll add the link anyway to yes. the um, podcast. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. Yeah, to to the share the Facebook book. page would be great, yeah, no and problem. you can
0: see from there um how to how to donate and obviously how to you know help.
1: That's excellent, Matthew. Thanks very much for coming. No down. problem Appreciate at all. It. Thank you so
0: much for having me and. Um, you know, this is wonderful. I, I always thought actually running podcast is something that we need because, I mean, the, the running community are just the biggest bunch of matters in the whole world. Like, we just yeah. love, we talk, we chat. And if you ever, you know, if anyone out there ever stands at the start of a race, you know, you get such hilarious chats and such, such hilarious experiences. You and so many different little stories, don't you? You do. And the, the people's nerves. I think people, like, people are, the personalities of people before a um, run I always find especially the born to run guys they have they have, great, they have great crowd that turn up at the start of their races and you just sit and listen to some people sometimes it can be like it's just hilarious the stuff that people have eaten before a race or the stuff that people are doing or the things people heard and increases your times or the runners everyone's wearing I always just thought like
1: it would be really good there's so I'm much going. confusing information out there I mean, there wasn't yeah. a false advertising and all that God. good stuff like you you just have to go through your own journey you do and it's really that I'm trying to really capture I suppose and you are, sort of share to and, the world you
0: know the namesake the inspirational runner like it, it, it's so true i mean and it is inspirational. and like even sitting, talking to you like, like running a marathon running 10k getting that 5k i mean the inspiration that people get from that from their own lives is you know everyone feels like once you achieve something like that you could go and write a book about what it means to them it Means something different to everyone
1: another great episode from matthew he really is on a mission to bring awareness on preventative measures that can be taken at an early age to prevent this life-restricting disease called dementia. He's an awesome runner. It was great listening to him talking about Boston, brought back some really good memories. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Just one last shout out to the Seven Sisters Skyline who are also a sponsor of the podcast. I'm looking forward to their 50K event on the 28th of July, an extremely challenging event, in Donegal overlooking the wide Atlantic Ocean. There is also a 26K Skyline Challenge on the day before. Um, July the 27th, I actually feel drawn to both races in my preparation for CCC. Again, check out their Facebook page if you want further information. Hope you really enjoyed this episode. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.